You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Previously on Star Raiders. You guys just hear a burst of automatic gunfire. From all of these points all around the ship, they pop out, they all open fire at you. Guys, we're outnumbered. I think we should bail. Sawbones, gotta get the cap. We gotta get out now. Captain, are we actually retreating? I'm still here. They're just goblins. Why are you running away? Then I'm gonna squeeze the trigger five damage. Oh, dead. Uh, They both take 15 points of fire damage. Both of them go up in flames. Just you and us now, punk. Uh, it's a natty 19 <laughs> for a 27. Drops his weapon, hands up, and you guys are out of combat. So you guys boarded the spookfish and won the day. You defeated Captain Rieg and a few of his cronies as well, including the nasty Akata that he was keeping as a pet. And now you've tied up the remaining crew who have surrendered. So you all want to take some time to inspect the ship. But first, Ben, you said you wanted to inspect the bodies of the felled crew. So give me a perception check as you're inspecting these bodies. Ooh. Okay, so 23. Uh, no, because I still have that. 20, 25. Yeah, I want to search the captain, whatever his new name is. I got a 24. Uh, all, all of these guys that you're searching, they're all wearing pretty tattered, nasty Estek suit ones as their armor. Uh, they're all small size, and they've all been modified to look scary. They've, you know, got spikes attached to them, patches, tears, that sort of thing. Uh, captain Reek has a survival knife, uh, has a azimuth laser pistol, and he also has an auto-target rifle. I want to check that out. All of the dead goblins have something that's called a dog slicer. It acts as a survival knife, but it's a pretty big, nasty-looking cleaver type thing. That And, you know, like the blade has, like, nicks taken out of it and, you know, maybe along, like, the top... Uh, like the the spine of the knife it's got like rings in it and things like that so it kind of like makes a noise when you shake it and strike people with it that sort of thing you speak goblin don't you astro yep yes i do i do too yeah so you guys would know a little bit about goblin race and culture that sort of thing Uh, these guys are all equipped with uh, unstable junk lasers as they're known and these are kind of jury rigged laser weapons they're just slapped together from all sorts of technology and they work but if they fail, then things can go pretty badly. Essentially, what happens if you get a natural one on it, it can explode like a grenade. (laughs) So they're pretty haggard sort of things. They've got some batteries on them. Ben will tell you exactly how many. We'll need those. Each of them uh, has one battery. Uh, The Yukata has nothing on it uh, because it's a dog. I knew it! Doesn't it have a collar? Uh, yes, it does. As you look closer, it's got a collar and it's got like a little bone with a name engraved on it. But it's been like, it's been like, it hasn't been professionally engraved. It's just been scratched on. Oh. And you can see the bone's been fashioned out of some scrap metal and it just says uh, Grelac on it. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, you killed this dog. Okay. <laughs> and as you look around this cargo bay, you can see there's just 
all sorts of shit around. If you wanted to take some time, you could search the ship. Yeah, that's the whole reason we're here. Totally going to do that. That's the whole reason we stormed this. Tom, could I... um? I'm at the. I'm in the bridge. Um, could I attempt to look through the computer for a schematic, like maybe not like the obvious kind of schematic, but maybe like the secret schematic that they've got that shows where all their hidden compartments and shit are? Or like if they if they were organised enough to have a manifest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and also while I'm here, I want to run a diagnostic on the ship to see um, how fucked it is and if there's any possibility of getting it moving again. Sure. Make a computer's check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna aid you on that. Plus two. Thank you. It's twenty-two, twenty-four. Great. So Bozen aided you there for a twenty-four total. As you get in there, it's password, password type thing. You, you get into the computer and admin one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, like goblins <laughs> forever type Goblin, thing. Goblins rules, but with two Zs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And funnily enough, as you glance down at the uh, console, it's actually been scratched into the um, into the desk as well, because they clearly they forget their passwords a lot. No, yeah, you get into the computer and you can see that this is a pretty standard uh, medium-sized vessel uh, hauler. There, uh, as you could see from being in the actual ship, it's it, it kind of came as an empty ship. It's a uh, just a big ass cargo hauler. Uh, there's been some small compartments added. There would be, you know, living quarters, um, you know, facilities, that sort of thing. Uh, but mostly, it's just designed for like workhorse type of thing. Uh, aftermarket modifications done on it for to adding weapons, things like that. As far as you can see from the ship, there's no secret compartments or anything like that that are listed in here. The ship has taken a significant amount of damage, and to repair it would currently be beyond your financial means. Ships in Starfinder, when they've taken damage, they're required to be repaired using UPBs. Uh, UPBs, of universal polymer bases, uh, is a material that's used in pretty much all of the tech in this Starfinder universe, but it can also be used as a currency as well, and its value is one-to-one with credits. And so to repair a ship, it requires a certain amount of UPBs and, of course, time. Could I um, run a diagnostic specifically on the weapons systems and find out firstly what over the, what aftermarket weapons has it had attached to it and what are the condition of those weapons? Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll just roll over that that check from before. It has okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just got the one. So it's uh, it's got a uh, a light particle beam. During the combat, the weapon systems weren't hit, which means they weren't glitching or damaged or anything like that. As far as you know, their condition is fine. Cool. I sort of, um, I hit, I oh, know, the, the cap's standing right next to me. I say, hey, Captain, you're not going to believe this, but these guys have a perfectly functional light particle beam attached to the ship that didn't get any damage or anything like that. I'm wondering if maybe we should take a day or so to, um, to kind of take it and attach it to our own ship. That way we'd have two light particle beams instead of just one. Sure. That, that's a, it's a marvelous idea, Sawbones. I like where your head's at. Have you ever, have you ever done any of that sort of work, Captain? Do you know sort of what time or tools are involved? Uh, short answer, no. But, you know, Astra's, uh, she's a great mechanic, so I'm sure she'll be able to, uh, Sort it out, if you know what I mean. So yeah, it, it would it would take a do take a little bit of time to do it, but I mean you've got 
both Tiny and Astra there who know a lot about ships and a lot about this sort of thing. So it's not something that they would probably deem difficult or time-consuming between the two of them. Yeah, so seeing that I literally have lived since birth on ships and I know a lot about smuggling ships and smuggling compartments and mm-hmm. you know where people would normally put their stashes, just looking around yeah. the ship, can I find their stashes, please? Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. Because you're all going to take the time to properly inspect everything in this ship, I'm sure, I'm just going to go ahead and reveal the whole map for you so we can just save some time. Yeah! Because I was going to start asking, like, are these doors? Are these things doors, Tom? <laughs> Is this a door? <laughs> oh, I'm totally stealing that rug. Remember that last time when it was like, nobody took the rug? I'm totally taking the rug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you can see, you you know, you do, um, you explore the ship a little bit. You can see there's uh, just directly behind the bridge, there's a, a mess hall and uh, the wash closet and then as well there's two sets of uh, quarters one of them (laughs) very clearly the crew quarters that's just a series of bunk beds and a a table there that's you know maybe got some games they're playing some gambling that sort of thing some dice and then the other quarters which was uh, the captain's quarters so it's quite well furnished there's a bed uh, there's a computer there uh, a chest and a shelf that's displaying all sorts of uh, weird trophies spoils of war that sort Nick of thing. Knacks. Yeah, little strange things that, you know, a goblin would enjoy, but to a person they're like, what? Who the hell would keep this like a soda can? Like, why do they have that? Astra, yeah, go ahead and make a perception check as you're kind of looking around through these things. A 21? Can I also search around for things? Anybody who would be searching, feel free to go ahead and roll. I'm just, I'm like, I'm just full rifling through the captain's quarters. As is my right. (laughs) 19. Okay, great. As you guys are having a bit of a look through and you kind of rifle through the captain's stuff there, uh, you find a couple of cool things. Uh, You find uh, four Serum of Healings, Mark 1. You find a uh, a total of 400 credits. As well, in his chest, you find a couple of cool items. Yes. You find an armor upgrade known as a Quick Release Sheath. So a quick release sheath allows, it's a small little compartment that you install into your armor and it essentially holds a one-handed weapon, which you can activate it as a swift action to put the item in your hand as though you'd drawn it. So you can uh, draw as a swift action. In addition, uh, you also find a pair of uh, what's known as reckless gloves. They were uh, sitting on the shelf there next to a model of a ship. These thick leather gloves are often worn by aggressive vehicle pilots. You increase the collision DC of any vehicle you are driving by two and gain a plus two circumstance bonus to your piloting checks when taking the ram and run over actions. Oh, can I have the gloves, please? <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't plan on piloting anything. Um, can I just check what, what was the model of the ship? It looks like a one or two man fighter ship similarly decorated to what you're seeing here so it was probably some kind of pirate fighter that sort of thing but it it looks like it had been reinforced so it kind of makes sense maybe this Captain Rieg was a maybe that's how he cut his teeth flying things like that and ramming into people who knows I'm gonna take the model ship nice (laughs) 
Astra, as well as you're kind of looking over this, you know, you kind of glance over to the desk and above it, you can see there's a uh, just a, a photograph sitting there with Captain Reeg and his dog, Greylock, <laughs> and he's got his, his hand over it. They're sitting in the park and like he's smiling and uh, Greylock's kind of like panting, looking like happy, happy face dog. I just yeah. shed a single tear yeah. down the side of my cheek and, and put the, the photograph face down on the shelf. And then uh, as, oh, as you do that on the back, it says friends forever. <laughs> Burzen, like he's in the room with you. He just comes up behind. He's like, don't shed tears for these assholes. Just because he's got a dog doesn't mean he's a good guy. Dog people are the best. You heard what Sawbone said. That thing could have given you void death. Void death, Astra. Mistreated, misunderstood, void monster. No, no, it's a that is a monster from the depths of of the void that you don't want to mess with. Don't shed any tears. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> no, no, I saw Did it. Did you see the collar? You see me? I shot that thing in the back of its head. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, and Tiny, what are you doing in this time? Okay, so I I, I have a feeling that they're holding out something on us because they're yeah, going to sure so what i want to do is i want to look at the captain's body and see if his suit has any indication of like his title like a like a captain badge like a star or something you know what i mean like like or like epaulets or something that lets him be the captain he seems like someone who would brag about it with his uniform or something to like yeah he's got some some mismatched epaulets on his, cool, cool, cool. On his shoulders uh, yeah I, can I, I want to take those he had a, like an admiral's hat. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, but I want to take them and I want to look over at, at the three goblins that we have here, and I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. it looks like you need a new captain, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm ready to make that happen. As the guy who killed your last captain, I could make someone a new captain, and I would make anyone who showed me your hidden compartment captain. <laughs> of the crew you would even get to choose the things that you kept I don't think they're that bright <laughs> and the the one who was in the bridge steps forward that's me I'm I I, I said it first I'm the new captain show me where captain it is and Fazo. you can be you're not a captain until you show me yeah. where it is I hold the captain epaulets oh. <laughs> by your own rules <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks at the other ones they're like Fazo he's, he's got him he's got him he's the captain Three seconds. Whoever wants it gets it. Okay. 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 I'll show you. I'll show you. It's up the back here. Come on. Come on. It's just down here. And he starts walking. I'm happy to walk the with the them ship. because I'll just magic missile the crap out of them <laughs> if they try and do anything shifty. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. So he's uh, you, you're kind of stepping over all the junk mm-hmm. and shit that fell, and then you get right up to the back, uh, like towards where the engine is, and there's this stack of really old-looking crates and barrels and stuff like that. They're even in this mismatched mm-hmm. kind of place, they're a little bit out of place. Yeah. Anyway, he um, he pushes on one of them and it and it slides open. Nice. He says, "This is where we put the best stuff." All right, you will be captain when we leave. That's my yeah tiny bishop promise to you. And I give him like oh, a hey, lizard wink, you. which is a wink from a lizard. Oh. Uh, and I want to just see <laughs> what's in there. Right. Yeah, you, you stick your head in, and um, you can see there's some s- small but sleek metal crates in there. There's a couple. You, you'd be able to reach in and pick them up. Awesome. As you look at them, you can see that they they're marked as uh, there's like, like fragile warning labels on mm-hmm. there, 
Um, and it, it says uh, precision medical equipment. Ooh, hell yeah. Grab us some of that. I know Sawbones will be real happy. As you guys as well are inspecting the rest of the ship, you know, you take some time to really look around, because why not, right? We, we're, like, we want to scour the ship to see what, what we can find of value. A lot of the stuff has been damaged, uh, this or that, but you do manage to find quite a few intact crates of, like, long-life rations and food and stuff like that. We need that. As well, you find a big stash of... Crack. Alcohol. Oh, so close. But, like, hard, hardcore spirits type of thing. And... Tiny and, and uh, Astra, you guys have you guys have been around uh, been around the verse a bit. You know that uh, like these these rations are like this is as good as gold in a lot of places. Yes, you could keep them for your ship. Uh, however, if you chose to sell them, you'd probably be able to get about sixteen hundred credits Ooh. for it. And the uh, the alcohol, yeah, you'd be able to get about eight hundred for that. Could I um, crack open the precision medical equipment? crates and see what's inside them crack it on crack it on open uh give me a whatever check you think is most relevant could be life science uh, medicine kind of thought right medical equipment yeah yeah medicine it's 24 yeah no 22 yeah you've seen this stuff before uh you know maybe in one of the books or journals and uh it's used uh, during uh, operations you'd be able to sell it probably for about 1200 credits nice yeah so that's about everything that you guys find from here. I'd like to go through the captain's computer just to see if he's working for himself or if he's working for someone else um, and to see if he's got any other like secrets or things he was trying to hide. So give me a uh, computer's check. Ooh, dirty 20. Yeah, you're able to get in. Yeah, you can see it's kind of infrequent and fairly shoddy, strangely like the details are strange that he decides to keep uh, <laughs> captain's logs. Also a communication that was sent only a few hours ago from somebody known as Scrax, who said that to look out for this ship uh, because they had just received a delivery, but to be careful because he said they thinks they might have dogs with them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you kind of keep on going through and maybe you're able to piece together the information from the hauls they got um, where they uh, where they got like the foodstuffs from things like that and uh, also you know where they got the like the medical equipment from that sort of thing uh, unfortunately they uh, dealt in slaves and stuff as well Yuck. over over the course of the days that we're like gonna leave like as we're preparing after we you know or the day or so that it takes us to get there like the giant you know, their, their armaments and stuff like that and load everything up. I would love, in the past, I've come across how space goblins have been able to load spying software to track and, and observe uh, other data pads and other computers and devices. And I would love to try and upload my own so I can just be aware of this ship because uh, I assume we're going to let, let them live or whatever, but I just want to, you know what I mean? In that case, in that eventuality just upload that uh, malicious software yeah sure uh, make a computer's check to see if you can uh, hide it in there Ooh, no that was i thought it was an 18 it was a 13 but that's a 21 hmm yeah you uh you put it you, you kind of bury the code to the best of your ability you think it's 
I think it's pretty good. In the time it takes for us to do all this stuff, I want to contact Edgecorp, see if I can get a salvage team out to come and salvage this ship. I would get a cut or a bonus out of that from Edgecorp. So as you send this uh, communication out, uh, you get one back that says that if, if the ship is legitimate salvage, then that's potential, but it would need to be salvage. Reading between the lines, they, they wouldn't be able to be captained by anyone. If you catch my drift. <laughs> hmm. What would the um, what would the take on something like that be, roughly? It would take uh, a bit of time, but you know, it'd be a it'd be a fairly tasty, fairly tasty haul. That's uh, it's highly questionable at best, and uh, mostly despicable at worst. You mean murdering a crew, a helpless crew, to <laughs> to sell their effective home to make money. All I'm saying is that, like... <laughs> we call that a, a no-no. We take their helmets <laughs> and vent the atmosphere. <laughs> and watch their heads explode. Yeah, Burzen's... Burzen, he, like, he wants, he wants to make more money, but he doesn't necessarily want to murder people just for it. He sends back another email that says, please disregard my last. And... You guys head back onto your ship. And, like, you know, to, to carry all the cargo over, you know, it, it doesn't take that long. And to remove the weapon, you know, you guys can get it done in, like, less than a day's work sort of thing. And I imagine you guys want to head uh, straight to the sun. We're delivering the remains of the mummy to the sun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sarcophagi to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> you are delivering what you understand to be crates of minerals to the Vistrani Gaming Corporation on the sun. Yeah. Minerals. I don't know why they need More those like minerals. Mummy rolls, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a- Doesn't matter because the deal you made was. Don't look. Ask no questions, just take it. Make assumptions. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. On our way to the sun. Yeah! We'll be safe because we're traveling at night. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are back on the ship now and you are heading out towards the sun. Once you program in the drift drive, once you program in the drift drive, everything going... You know, it's going to take you four days to get there. As everybody, you know, you bring the loot back on board. Everybody settles. Maybe you pack it away in the cargo bays, that sort of thing. You guys take off. This is something that is probably new to about 50% of the crew. Tiny and Astra, you've no doubt had very unique experiences growing up the way that you did in in, in ships, in colony life. You've had it very hard in different sorts of ways. But something like this, attacking and then boarding a ship, kill or be killed, and then cleaning them out to the victor go the spoils. This is probably pretty new for you guys. Burzen is a soldier there's probably a lot of things that he did that people will never know about. Sawbones, he's been with Brozen for quite a while. They've probably gotten into a few shenanigans here and there. And, well, 
Yosoki have it generally pretty rough as well growing up. Burzen, how are you how are you gonna handle this as, as as a captain? I'm sure you can appreciate the seriousness of what you guys just did. Your your delivery drivers, your Amazon workers who have just, you know, knocked off the FedEx van. What do you say? I mean, we didn't knock off the FedEx van. We were attacked <laughs> by space goblins. Knocked off the <laughs> FedEx van. <laughs> and um, then took what was, as you know, as is our right, um, after scuppering their ship. Um, scuttling. You know, with the scuttling, with the um, intergalactic maritime rules, we got to uh, take their shit. That's how that works. Absolutely, and absolutely. Like said, and, and like Burson got a rad, a rad new carpet out of it for his bed. That's true, he <laughs> did. It's it's represented on the map for those of us playing at home. I have put the the carpet into Burson's under his bed. It's like a nice Persian rug. It's quite nice. So like, if there's if, if the guys have any questions or if they have any um, concerns or want to raise any issues, he's he's happy for them to come come to him with those issues. But for his part, this is nothing new for him. So. You know, in, in this galaxy, you've got to you got to take what you can get when you can get it, sort of thing. Okay, so it's it's fairly business as usual for Burzen. He's not going to approach anybody, anything like that. And is how's how's everybody else feeling about this situation that just happened? Maybe you're caught up in the moment, and it all just happened. Maybe you did it and you liked it. For Astra, this is definitely the first time that she's ever uh, purposefully robbed. So normally on the ship that um, she's used to being on, it's more transportation and if you find something, you can salvage wreckage, but not so much when there's people on board. So this is definitely a new one for her. Um, She's pretty good at following instructions though. So Burson told her to do stuff, so that's what she did feeling a little bit guilty about killing some goblins but um you know they didn't really stop shooting when they boarded and were given the opportunity so she's fighting in internally but um i think she'll uh, do that as like a personal battle rather than come up and speak to the captain so yeah for the folks at home everybody feel please feel free to share your thoughts no need to internalize tiny thinks that what we did was acceptable and that killing them they were trying to kill us He's killed a lot of people recently, like a lot. The majority of the deaths ended up being him either burning people alive or using magic force to knock them unconscious. I guess it's fine. I I think he's more concerned with the cavalier attitude that his captain seems to take with like murdering and pillaging and kind of the, the, the moral gray line. And then I guess uh, beyond all that, I think, I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of questioning, like, what's our, what's the point of doing all this, uh, some, some of it, because it just seems like we're, I don't know, it felt, I was, I wanted to fix their ship if we could, but it didn't seem like we could, uh, just to help them get out, just because I didn't want them to just die that way. And I guess the last little bit was, I think, Tiny's really, really frustrated with, in the middle of the fight. Um, there was just total chaos on our side. Like, a lot of offers of trying to help from all around that were being ignored and from him as well. So I think there's frustration there, but he's just doing the job. I don't know, he's probably super, he's a very, like, kind of, uh, I don't know. He's just dealing with it. Sure. Is he, like, visibly stroppy on the ship? 
Like he's, you can tell that there's something on his mind. Mm. Yeah, pro- I don't think he has much guile. I don't think he's very good at hiding how he feels. So yeah, I think he's just doing what he, he's been told to do. I don't think he feels that bad killing. I think he feels bad that like it's up to him to kill. And then also like he didn't want to really do this. He was like, if we're going to do it, then let's either make it fast and easy or let's uh, or let's just leave them or whatever. Like, you know, we won. We didn't have to just... Um, to make it personal, you know what I mean? I think that's his perspective. So yeah, I think you could tell. I think everyone can probably tell that, yeah. Is he um, kind of like passively, aggressively like leaving us out of his, his newsletter? Like the newsletter used to be all about <laughs> us and, and, and the, just the last couple of editions we've been noticeably absent? I don't think he wrote a newsletter this time. I don't think he wrote one. Wow. Now we know, you, now we know you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No photos. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny... How's the newsletter going? Oh, uh, uh, I'll do another one when we get to our next place. It'll be fun. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? We We're in a space battle. We We boarded a ship. Took pirate booty. Yeah. These are fun and well, not fun, but adventurous things that I thought you'd want to be telling your uh, your family about. Ah, you know, whatever. Okay. Okay. You don't want to talk. Okay. Well, good job. Thanks, Captain. You, uh, you used your magic to, to great effect. Yeah. I got my eye on you, kid. <laughs> Tiny Tiny considers uh, submitting a request to uh, to Edgecorp <laughs> for, for a reassignment. Wow. Oh, oh. It's really unhappy. It's not that. It just, it's, it's weird, man. I don't know. He didn't want to do this. He didn't want to murder those people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not murder if you know they were trying to. Yeah, kill it wasn't you. murder. It's not like we. It's not like we um, tied them up and then just execution style blew their brains out. I do think we did that. I think Tiny thinks yeah. we did that. Yeah. Yeah, because we disabled we, we the ship. their ship. That's the exact same thing as tying them up. They can't move. Yeah. They can't go anywhere. And then we came. And then we boarded the ship and then blew their brains out. Yeah. And we, and we tried to knock them unconscious to steal from them. I think Tiny feels very much so that that was really messed up. You know, like, we won. We could have just left. Hey, potato, potato. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Tiny, I feel like this is knowledge that you would have. When a ship is disabled like that, it essentially just means the the main systems are no longer functioning. All of the auxiliary systems and everything like that do still function. You can still communicate. Life support's still active. Everything like that. It's just your ship can't get up and go without being repaired first. If you guys, if this had have happened in the middle of literally nowhere, you know, some dark space or something like that, yes, that would have been absolutely been a death sentence and leaving them there on the ship would have been particularly cruel. They would have frozen to death, most likely, when their ship eventually gave out. However, you guys were only an hour or so out of Akiton en route to the Drift Beacon. And so they they probably are going to have uh, an ally come to their aid and, you know, either rescue them or help them repair their ship or this or that. So, I mean, where you're from, something like this certainly 
very much could have been a death sentence. Sure. But here, if you you know, if you like sit and think about this, you know, you get back on the ship, you're really thinking about it, and it's like, well, actually, hang on a second. No, they they, they weren't that far away from civilization. There, someone's probably going to come and. Get That's fine. Well, I still don't think left. we should have like boarded their ship to to steal their shit and kill the kill them when we were there. Personally, but we did it, <laughs> so we're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that bit was fucked. Yeah. You're all fucked. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, like, yeah. like that element of it, back. and that that element of it. Tiny <laughs> didn't want to do that. Tiny, before we did it, said, "Let's just go, and let's move on." You know what I mean? Or let's just like blow them up if that's what you really want to do. If you're afraid of them, you know, like coming after us or something, let's blow them up. But uh, but then we got on the whole train of knocking them unconscious and then boarding it. So like he's and then when we did that, I was like, okay, well let's just do it. If I'm gonna have to kill people, I'll have to kill people. <laughs> Tiny, what's your opinion on um, on the loot side of things? Like obviously we're out here trying to live, you know, and make money, and you know we've all got our own goals. Um, <laughs> we've all got our own goals, Tiny. <laughs> So, you know, we're all out here, we're all trying to make our own money and we've got all got our own goals, right? It's not like we're lifelong edge corpers, so I, I don't think we all are. Maybe maybe Burzin is. But um we yeah, we're trying to we're trying to make some cash and do our thing. And um we made a fair haul of cash. Like are you are you not cool with the cash component of it? Like if that opportunity to make three hundred grand or sorry, three grand um or whatever it was pops up again and we have to kill a few gobbies are you are you not cool with that you can't call them gobbies it's very different <laughs> gobbos <laughs> you're asking tiny if he if he feels uh like okay with just because for, for the making money I, I, tiny thinks that we shouldn't have done it tiny thinks that the money it wasn't uh it wasn't worth the uh the line that we that he had to cross to do it he'd rather those goblins be alive uh, even if they're gonna go like terrorize other people or whatever, uh, rather than be the executioner and then get paid for it. So, if that was the case, he he would still do it to defend and protect you guys, you know, and get and like because that, you're part of his crew. But if the opportunity came up again, he'd say no again, no, not worth doing it. Hmm. So, for from my from Sawbones' perspective, um. Not not morally conflicted too much at all. Like very you know driven by money. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um, traipsing from one corner of the galaxy, uh, living hand to mouth if um, if I wasn't in it for the money. Um, probably the thing that Sawbones is maybe a bit disappointed in is I, I he um, he's much more timid than maybe what the other characters are. Like in in fighting, I'm you know. Sawbones is used to, you know, if there's overwhelming odds or he feels under threat, um, you know, a lifetime of, you know, dropping smoke bombs and running sort of thing is um, <laughs> is his vibe. And I think, um, you know, there was a there was obviously a moment there where he thought he was outnumbered and outgunned and just flipped into, you know, the default mode of, Survival of mode. escape. Yeah. So I think Tiny's probably conscious that this crew he's running with is a bit different to previous crews um that he's run with where uh you know maybe they weren't as aggressive or they weren't as brash and brazen um you said tiny sorry yeah what did i say yeah you said tiny sorry i'm in sawbones fucking tired man um stop trying to play my (laughs) character (laughs) um 
So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of reckon a little bit of a team meeting is in order um, to talk tactics, um, like a bit of a debrief. So I'm going to go to I'm going to go to the the common area, the kitchen, come lounge room, come. Fuck knows what else. Seems to be where everything else is. How many times can you say come? <laughs> you know what? I, don't make it dirty, Tom. Um, yeah, it's an actual just gonna, word. <laughs> it is. Use in this, oh, I know. Use it's in, it's in very common, very common usage here in Hong Kong. Really? Why is that? Is that because yeah, lots of things serve lots of other purposes? Like kitchen, yeah. come, so laundry, like come, re- you know. Re- recycling, come, litter bins. <laughs> And that's like what it <laughs> is says. Is that just on a the, bin? The, is that just bins. a normal bin? You just put both shit in one bin? Yes, Mark. Yes, <laughs> that, that's it. It's there's a series of bins together. It's written in Cantonese first, and then it's translated to English. So that's the best <laughs> translation that they could. And it, it's it's these like oldies who work in the government who are like, well, no, this is the word. This is the word we use. And these young people are like, guys, you can't use that word. And they're like, what do you know, young young buck? We don't listen to you. And uh, this, there was an interview once, and this woman said the worst one was when they used it. It was on uh, kindergarten slash something else. <laughs> and so it's like kindergarten come play area. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's gross. <laughs> it's just a word, Daniel. It's just a word. So we're in the rec space, hey? Um, yeah, and I'm just going to hit my little intercom and go... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, um, could I get everybody's attention? I, I'd like to have a bit of a chat um, in the in the rec room, come kitchen, if we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's just gonna. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh. Astra's going to put down her um, her little bantam she was fiddling with and then uh, head down to the rec room slash kitchen. That's not the word. <laughs> uh, Burzen was like lying on his rug because it's been so long since he's actually like laid down on a carpet. <laughs> um, and he like he notices he, he notices like how dirty it is because it's been in a um, goblin captain's uh, bedroom. He's like, oh. I gotta, I gotta get this cleaned. Okay, I'll be, the, I'll be in the, the cum kitchen soon. Sawbones. Do you say that out loud, or that's just something you think? No, no, I, I say that out loud. Uh, am I nearby? Are you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I, over, I overhear you say that, and I say, Captain, just one second, and I, uh, and I turn and I, um, and I say, Alakazam, uh, as I wave my, my claw over <laughs> the carpet. And I use the cantrip token spell where I can do cleaning. I can clean uh, one foot cube, but I do it a few times to clean up the entire thing so it smells nice. It's like prestidigitation, but easier to say, token spell. Hey, hey, what, what did, did, oh, oh, it's clean. <laughs> I wasn't aware you could use your magic for mundane things like cleaning carpet. Yeah, it's not as cool. But I try. Tiny, I had some reservations about you when you, you know, what? blasted those go- those goons in an inferno. Yeah. But this, this, uh, you know, this is good. Thank you, Tiny. Th- and thank you for reminding me of of the crimes that I've committed. Let's go to that <laughs> meeting in the in the in the cum rec room. 
What do you mean, crimes? I, I walk off. Maritime law. It's only a few feet, tiny. so I can still hear you because it's a really tiny, tiny. ship. <laughs> tiny. Oh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, come, I'll come to the cum kitchen. Okay. <laughs> do we have, can we now refer to that? For for uh, as this for the rest of the podcast, Sawbones. Uh, uh, when this is happening, you know, Tiny's in there cleaning the rug. Takes some time, you know. Astra probably cleaning the grease off her hands, you know, making sure everything's squared away before she comes out to see you. Shortly after you made this announcement, the portside cargo door opens, and Brandon's there, and his head's down, and he just slowly walks up to you. And he looks up, and he's not really making eye contact with you. He says, Sawbones, did I need to, need to be in the meeting? Oh, Brandon, me boy. Um, you seem a little bit sad. Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I'd rather not talk about it if, if, if it's okay, but d- do you need me here for the meeting? Uh, no, no, you're okay. You can you can go and um, clean the, the kitchen or whatever you were doing. Uh, all right, I'll, 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 I'll go find something then. And he just goes back through the port, cargo hold, door closes. So as everyone walks in, I'm uh, I'm sitting in the chair. I've got one of my old um, volumes out, uh, my old my, one of my old medical books. I say, so listen, everybody. I've noticed since we got back from that little goblin uh, escapade that everyone seemed a little bit off. You know, even even as recently as as walking here, I heard I heard Tiny. Uh, you were arguing with the captain and, and making references to crimes that may or may not have been committed. So um, I can tell everyone's feeling a little bit off. And so I was doing some light reading into this in this book, and it said that it's a good idea when everyone's had a bit of a traumatic experience for for everyone to get together. And, and typically form a circle of some sort. And then we talk about how how we feel about things. And I guess I wanted to start, um, you know. Oh, just sorry, what, I, I do want you to start. What what book is that? Uh, this this book here. Yeah. It's uh, it's called Great Psychological Insight, and it's by the famous <laughs> uh, space psychologist, uh, Martin Luther Green. <laughs> And uh, and he's he's very well known. He he had a, he has a lot of stuff to say. Look, Space I don't. You can't take it all as fucking gospel because he's got chapters about your relationship with your mother and how that can really affect kind of your other interactions. And it gets a bit weird towards the end. But he does have this great section on uh, dealing with 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 trauma and team building. And so I thought it would be a good trauma opportunity for us to building? have a little bit of a chat <laughs> about about what happened because I don't know about you. And I'm sort of like going to put the book down and, and cross my and get get very serious. I, do, I don't I don't know about all of you, but that was a very intense experience. I've had trouble sleeping since the goblin incident, and um and I've been reflecting a little bit on my own behaviour. And I want to acknowledge a few things. Tiny, I know that you were not keen to go and murder those goblins like we did, and oh, so say, I want murder. to acknowledge. I don't murder. think they pro- I don't think they used the word murder, murder. in your trauma and team building. <laughs> Well, look, accidentally I, kill. Uh, so, uh, yes, okay, self-defense. We it was whatever whatever makes you feel good no, about nobody, what we did. Nobody you can call it anybody. makes me feel good. <laughs> you can you can call it whatever you like. It actually yes, yes, you can call it whatever you like. This is a shit book. <laughs> um 
And look, all I want to say is, is <laughs> to me, on. Uh, that was a bit of a schmozzle. That was a bit of a schmozzle. That whole thing was a bit of a schmozzle. I didn't, I don't think that we behaved well as a team. I don't think we listened to each other. And I don't think we were particularly aligned from a tactical perspective in terms of how we, we tackled that whole thing. So I thought it would be good. If anyone's got any shit they want to get off their liver, now's a good opportunity. If you want to, if you want to complain about anyone or get something off your chest, I think now's a good time to do it. And, um, and then we can all move on and we can become a good team again. But I do think one of the things we should do is we should try to just have a bit of a chat about how we tackle those sort of situations in future so that we don't have a situation where Tiny's running off and I'm popping smoke grenades and, and everyone else is running into the, into the fire. So. Um, does anyone want to start? Is everyone, how does everyone feel about what happened in there? Well, uh, first of all, Sawbones, maybe don't pop smoke at the first chance you get, you know? Really, um, when you we talk about a shamazzle, you really, uh, really screwed the pooch on that one there, so, so, I gotta say. Yeah. So, Captain, it says here I should I should thank you for your openness and your honesty. So, thank you, <laughs> hey. and and I take your criticism, no uh, and and I'll take that on board next time. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Does anybody this else have anything they want to share? <laughs> this is not how I was expecting this to go. <laughs> Any, anyone? No. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll go. Um, and he like pulls up a chair, um, sits on it backwards. Like he's uh, like he's a <laughs> one of the cool kids. He's uh, he's like rapping so with, cool. with some teenagers. Look at him <laughs> I know you kids don't think I'm hip hop <laughs> or street, <laughs> but let me tell you. Swings a leg over. <laughs> um, uh, all I'll say it's you know you say murder, I say engagement. We scuttled their ship, and we have every right to take their stuff. Essentially, we. We boarded their ship, they defended themselves, and we defended ourselves. You know, from my perspective, we won the day, we got what we needed to get, and now we can sell off those things and make bank. We're in the clear, and I mean, they were criminals. They they attacked us, the pirates. Yes. So, so thank you for sharing your thoughts there, Captain. That's very valuable. Um, I wonder if anyone else on the crew has any... Do they disagree or do they agree with what the Captain's saying? Is it, Do we have like a stick that we're passing around or something? <laughs> a conch. <laughs> anyone? No? No, Astra's uh, pretty uncomfortable uh, about this whole thing. Yeah. No, she still this feels bad about the dog. This is tiny. Yeah, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not feeling open at all to discuss this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just gonna be sitting there picking my nails, not thinking about the dog, and that beautiful picture of of them cuddling up on the beach, thinking, you know, okay, they might have been pirates, but they <laughs> had hearts too. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this: you're oh, my tiny. crew, yeah, and I'll defend all of you if if people are attacking you. But if if we're in another position like that. I'll probably stay on the ship, and then you can have Brandon, because he's a real asset to the team. So he he he'll come out, and he'll uh and he'll um he'll be there for you guys. So we'll, I'll tag him in, because I don't I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that again. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for sharing, Tiny. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. So, Tiny, say uh you know these pirates, we leave them alone. They repair their ship, and Captain Rig goes out and 
attacks, kills other people. You you're fine with that on your conscience? I say I say we report them to the authorities, and uh, and then they'll lock them up. And you know, it's I I don't make choices for the cat that captain. Okay, but the the authorities on Akaton are lackluster at best. I'm not gonna stop those guys. A bit of vigilante justice might have been the, what they needed. I mean. Captain, you definitely made sure that decision was made. So, you know, fair, sure, fair enough. Sure, sure. Okay. Either way, I think we could have either left or, you know, not killed him. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll have to deal with it. Okay. Well, you you might have to. I've already moved on. You know, ne- next time I'd say if we're in a situation, unless It's not like we came back and, like... It's not like we offered to, like, salvage their ship while they were still on it, you know what I mean? We at least left them alive. That would have been really dark if we did that. Oh, no, I considered that, definitely. (laughs) 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 But by the time that those last three goblins had given up, I thought, you know, it might might be best to leave these guys alone. I was going to put the call into Edgecorp to come and salvage the ship to see if there was any more money I could have made that we could have made, sorry, but killing them outright like that just didn't seem, didn't sit well with me. I, I guess I have a question for everyone then, because what we just did was like unofficial uh, company stuff. In that case, do we get an equal vote when we do that, or are we just following what you do, Cat? Sorry, in which case? I'm, a- I'm asking what do you, wh- how do we operate, because this isn't in the manual, <laughs> and I, I study the manual pretty, pretty, pretty effectively. <laughs> <laughs> well, my experience from my past, you always follow your captain's orders. In the military? Yeah. So that tends to be my expectation. I mean, if in the moment you want to have a you know philosophical conversation about what we should and should not be doing when we've got goblins firing at us, then, you know, we'll... I'll have that conversation with you, but I will be defending myself. Fair enough. Uh, again, I... Th- this isn't something new to me, guys. I've, I've done this kind of thing many times before. In, in my life before Edgecorp, I've, I've done a lot of things I, I wasn't proud of. And, and before then, I was a soldier, so... I, I don't want to try to justify the things I, I've done, but killing goblins, it's, it's not something that really keeps me up at night. I've done far worse to far better people. So so this is exactly the sort of conversation that my book tells me is very healthy when, when you're trying to maintain relationships in close quarters like we are. So, so thank you both for being so uh, uh, open and willing to share. I guess I'm interested, Captain, to know um, if, if such a situation eventuates again where, uh, you know, some goblins or, or, uh, or some other type of, you know, uh, nefarious space pirate types. monsters, aliens... Any of the above, yeah. If that happens again, would would you hope that we would disable and board the ship and, and loot them again? Like, is this just a routine thing for how you think we should operate? Or, you know, will you take some of the feelings of the other people in the crew into account when you're making your, your decisions in future, do you think? Didn't I... Am I going insane? 
Did, can you you can hear me, right? <laughs> Everyone can hear me? Yep. Uh, okay, it was just weird because it was like the exact same question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Uh. I said if this happens again, do we all get an equal vote? Oh, right. Well, yeah, you were talking about the vote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, to... Uh, so- sounds- Answer the question, Captain. Sounds like you're repeating questions now. Am I? Am I on trial here? I'm. I'm not saying you are. Do, but you, it, do you it, people not agree with the course of action that I chose? I would love clarification <laughs> on aliens and monsters. Being a giant lizard, like that's my norm, and I grew up with Yosoki, so that's also my norm. Humans, on the other hand, kind of alien monsters to me. <laughs> They're- they're the real monsters, huh? That That's what you're trying to say? <laughs> I mean, that's normally the moral. Yeah. All along, they were the real monsters. <laughs> and this story is no exception. <laughs> At the end of the day, we were attacked by pirates. And I was not willing to let that go. So, if we could... I'm, like I said, sometimes vigilante justice is what's called for. And if in doing so... I'm able to make some more money that I can send back home, then I'm going to do it. I'm happy to share the spoils with my crew and know that I've got your back. I need to know that you've got mine. Well, look, Captain, I've got your I've back. I've got your back. Just, just yeah, the re- for the record, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I, too, have uh, some need of, of, of money and loot to, 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 to store away. Um, so look, I'm okay with it. I've just sensed some discord uh, in the in the crew since the since the event, and I thought it would be worthwhile talking about it. So, um, you know, there's no no use going around in circles um, unless anyone else has got anything they want to say. I think we can all agree that you know we've got each other's back still, um, and uh, to put it all behind us. Sure. Like I said, I'm not losing any sleep over some dead goblins. But I, I do understand that if this is new to you, then it is something that you'll need to get used to. And he like looks he he looks pointedly at um, Aster and Tiny. Tiny has no guile, you know. I mean, he's not going to keep things in. He says, "I I believe you believe that. I hope one day you won't." Sure, sure, kid. But I will defend you and everyone here. Deny you, Tiny. And then I look at Brandon because we're near the kitchen, and I say. Everyone. Okay. <laughs> Just like my shoulders slumped down. He's not there. I thought he was in the kitchen, cleaning up the kitchen. No, I think he went out the port door again. Oh, okay. Mm. I look off to where Brandon would be, and I sigh. <laughs> Just while we're all, we're all here, I, I think there's a little bit of an elephant in the room that we need to talk about, and that is Brandon. Just while you're while you sort of mention the poor boy, I, what the fuck are we gonna do with this kid, eh? Are we gonna let it? How long are we gonna let him hang around the ship? Do you reckon? Well. I know that he's not as young as he looks, but he looks really young. So I don't want him going into a situation and being taken advantage of. I'm also not 100% sure how this time monster affected his brain. Like, has his has his mindset gone back to that of a 14-year-old? He's so brooding and depressed. Like, just looking at him makes me feel a bit fucking unhappy. Like, we have to either cheer this little kid up or we have to fuck him off because I can't have him moping about the ship. Or we drop him back off where we got him. His family's looking for him. It's very far out of the way, Tiny. They care about him. Sure. Yeah, no, they do. Why don't we ask what he wants? Yeah, what does he want? Yeah, good idea. I agree. I sort of, like, tap the comms. Hey, Brandon, could you come and join us in the in the kitchen come rec room when you get a moment? Slash rec room. 
Kitchen slash cum rec room. <laughs> After about a minute or so, the port side door's open. And he comes in, walks in slowly. He's looking down again. This is the second time you've seen him. Uh, recently saw Burns. He's not really making eye contact with anybody. And he kind of like glances up for a, a moment and then looks down again. Uh, y- yeah. So, Brandon, listen, my boy. Um, you've been you've been sort of walking around with your your head down. You've been avoiding making eye contact, and I, I have it on good authority from my books that these are all signs of of, of anxiety and or depression. Um, so, I guess we just wanted to take this opportunity to have you talk about how you're feeling, you know, openly in a public forum in front of all of your crewmates, <laughs> and um, <laughs> then have a conversation with you about what you think your long term. <laughs> sort of <laughs> prospects or desires are here here on the pig. Um, can you start by telling us what's wrong with you and why you're moping about the ship? Swallows and takes a breath. I, it's, it's, it's going to sound stupid, but it's, it's my birthday today. Oh. And... <laughs> Do you, can I just ask, do you count your years from, like, <gasps> after you were time-warped or before? Like, is it your is it your 18th or your 15th birthday? How do, you, how, do you, how do you reconcile that in your head? And he looks up at you, and you can see now that he's looking at you that his face is flushed, his eyes are red. I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be my, my 18th birthday today, and... And Anya and I, we, we're always going to celebrate big for it. It's, it's, it's a rite of passage as well. You know, my dad always says you be, become a man earlier on the colonies, but there's always a big celebration when you hit 18. And for Anya and I, it, it represented that maybe we could make our own way in the galaxy and, and you know, maybe make our own life or something. And I just, I just can't stop thinking about her. Well, kid, space is a harsh mistress. You nuts. You know, I've, I've lost people in my life. But, you know, do you want to, do you want to go home? What, what do you want to do? Takes a breath and kind of squares himself up. No. No, I, 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 there's nothing for me there. What this is, there's a life just slaving away. My dad thinks I'm gonna follow in his footsteps and lead a bunch of, a bunch of nobodies to nothing. That planet's got nothing. They're, yeah, you tell me. They're living on, they're living on a dream there. There's nothing there. Oh, they export tea. Wow. Okay. These corporations, they couldn't find anything there. They think. He stops himself and kind of clears his head a second. He looks back up at you. Captain, I, I, I understand if you can't keep me here as, as, as a part of your ship. I, I know you guys are tight together, but if, if you can't keep me here, that's okay. But I, I, I would like to stay. I, you know, I've, I've been learning plenty from, from, from Astra. You know, she's just been teaching me things. I know I'm not as good as... As good as Anya was, she was natural with this stuff, but I think I think I can be useful. 
while this is going on, Astra's going to go over and um, just quietly grab some glasses if and not. some heavy top shelf and bring it over to the table while you're chatting. Yeah. Pouring out some shots. Definitely shot worthy. I mean, Edge Corp Employee Manual, Section 18, Clause 7, clearly <laughs> says that you have to apply for a job to be able to work on ship. It's a, everybody's got the ability to do that. So, I mean, you can submit your application and if you get assigned to the ship, then that's great. Also, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he nods. Uh, okay. I, I, I didn't know there was an application that I that I had to submit. I'll, 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 I'll submit any applications. I'll, I'll take any tests that I need to take, but don't, don't just send me back. Yeah, kid, there's some pretty intense psychometric testing. They, like, insert needles into your brain. What? Nah, I'm just joking. That's that's not real, no. <laughs> oh. So, listen, listen, Planton. I'm, um, man, I'm sorry it's your it's your birthday and you're, you know, I can understand why you're cut up. You're away from your family. You're a widow at a very young age. That's a lot to deal with out here in the vastness of space. Look, on the plus side, you've got plenty of time to find a, another another love of your life and, and move on. It's not like it happened when you're in your, your 40s or your 50s, you know, when... <laughs> kind of hopeless from there but <laughs> you um you've got plenty of time you've got plenty of time so listen i'm i uh, i like you kid I, I think i think you've got a lot of uh you know it, it takes a lot of strength to go out on your own um with such harsh circumstances and listen i'm i'm something of a of a bookworm myself i, I like to read uh you know about processes and things um not as much as tiny maybe he seems to have a biblical knowledge of the clauses and the verses <laughs> of the the edge corp operation manual so i wouldn't well, pretend you, to hold a candle to when you spend to years trying to get a job it means a lot to you <laughs> to get that job and yeah. it feels really good when you work really hard to get that job and then all your hard work pays off and you're with the crew uh for the first time ever that feels like you earned it <laughs> tiny smiles yeah. He's unaware. And so, unaware Brandon, that, I'd like, love of what he's saying. I'd love for you to. <laughs> I'd love for you to feel the same satisfaction as as what our friend Tiny there does. So, if you like, mate, I'm, I'd be happy to sit down with you. And for your birthday, uh, you know, I'll help you fill out the application form. I'm sure the captain would give you a good reference. So, uh, you know, and the fact that you've been working with us sure. for so sure. many months, um, you know, I, I'm sure we can put in a good word with Edge Corp, and they, they'll even give you. I reckon they'll even give you an apprenticeship here on the ship. Now, you won't earn as much money as the rest of us do, just to be clear, because you've got to, you know, slug your balls off for a good three, four years before you earn as much as the rest of the crew but you know because it's your birthday uh, i'd be happy to sit down and, and help you figure figure it out how, how does that sound kiddo he's nodding yeah that 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 sounds that sounds good Solburns. thank you okay great astro what have you got there this looks celebratory <laughs> it's just some of the stuff that we found on the ship it's uh some of the i don't know it's brown oh, yeah moonshine I sort of um, I, I, I reach out and from from my fingertips the chem chem analyzer comes out and dips into the um, into the liquid um, to find out what it is. Gross. <laughs> They're sterile, everybody. Don't worry. Just because I store them in my fingertips that I use to wipe my ass with, it's fine. It's not. It's not a problem. You're ratty, ratty little long fingernailed fingertips. <laughs> um, I also use them to pick manures occasionally. It's great. Um, well. Astra, pour, pour those shots. Can do. 
and he like he Burzen leans in close to Bran. He's like, "You want to talk about big celebration, kid? I'm turning eighteen. Do you know where we're going?" Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. Oh, kid, we're going to the sun. You know what's at the sun? Uh, it's it's gas, uh, radiation. Uh, um, no, he's trying no. to like remember his studies. No, no, not not the chemical composition of the sun. You know what's at the sun? Uh, n- no. Well, there's casinos. There's women. There's liquor. I'm sure there's all kinds of crazy space drugs you could get yourself into. <laughs> Space you, drugs. You want to have a party? You want to have a big celebration for turning 18? Well, we're going to the right place for you. Oh, count me in, Captain. That sounds amazing. Right? Shall we take him out and really show him the town? What do you think for his 18th birthday? Hey, we'll make a man out of this kid yet. And he slaps him on the back and they all do shots. <laughs> <laughs> and as we zoom out, there's a montage. It's like... Tiny's like rooting in the corner away from the rest of us. No, Tiny's fine. He's just not going to drink. He doesn't drink. It's just like... He throws it into the plant behind. And then he like token spells it to be clean. Yeah, that's like you see. No, nah, but you see him like, you see him throwing shots back, and then you see him having like target practice, like throwing stuff in the the cargo bay and shooting it out of the air. And they, and um, apples on someone's yeah. head. He's like, no, 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 I got this, I got this. They're like making making a house out of out of cards, out of space cards, and then you see like mm-hmm. um, he's uh, like Burzen and Brandon are in the in the bathroom, and Brandon's vomiting, and he's just like patting his back, he's like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Um, and then it ends up like Burzen wakes up, passed out on his carpet. <laughs> huh? Tiny's cleaning it again. <laughs> no, Tiny's not cleaning it. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> uh, all right. And now I have to give out a few tokens for the role playing there. Uh, one to Ben, one to Mark, one to Daniel for that entire. Uh, discussion that you guys had everybody had some really great things to say um mark i was especially impressed with your <laughs> with your counseling uh, pseudo psychologist really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh but no re- really really good stuff guys it was uh yeah good fun um Burzen, like Burzen goes to sawbones the next day he's like hey have you got that book i was really intrigued oh. by the uh Relationship with your mother affecting other parts of your life. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yes. Why am I Russian? Oh, yes, son. Yes, you can. You can have it. Just don't trust me. Don't read too much into it. I, I reckon it's bullshit. It's actually. Con- there are other books in my library that contradict it. So you know, go oh. read it and take from it what you will. Oh, but you, you know, I don't. I don't have a, a weird relationship with my mother. It's just interesting, you know. No, I, I know it'll be for a friend. That's okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a you know that someone in my unit from way back when. Yeah, Falk, I think his name was. Anyway, thanks. He like grabs a book and goes back to his room, <laughs> furiously reading. 
Okay. Now, is there uh, anything that anybody was super keen to do during this uh, drift journey? Yeah, I'm really interested in getting Brandon up to speed with the guns. If we've got, uh, like, two guns now and not enough people to shoot them, I need to get him proficient on them. So I'm going to spend some time, you know, in an asteroid field along the way, trying to, well, assuming we go through one, just shooting the gun and and teaching him how to actually use it properly. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's it's the drift. There's uh, there's always something to shoot There's always debris. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're teaching him, uh, mentoring him, this and that. And, uh, yeah, he, he seems to be taking to it. He's, you know, he's, uh, he seems like a, a fairly fast learner. Nice. And uh, he seems to have a bit of a knack for it. Yeah. Burzen wants to take the auto-target rifle that he took from the corpse of Captain Rieg. And he's mm-hmm. like reacquainting himself with long arms but like as right. much as as much as he uses it over the next couple of days he just he's aims off or it just it feels weird in his hands he's just he's not a, he's mm-hmm. become so accustomed to not using them that he's kind of struggling to um, get the feel back for it yeah that and he sends an email he sends an email to his mum started reading this book <laughs> <laughs> hey um do you need two gunners, one for each gun, or is it one gunner can shoot can choose which gun to shoot? Uh, you can, but you you're gonna, you need to switch per round. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're down a, a spot, aren't we? So we've got like the engineering, we've got the science officer, and then we've got someone that has to run from one of those to the gunners all the time. Or we're missing a no, science. No, I usually just take the gunner and um, Ben does uh, science and engineering, I think. Switches between the two. Is okay, that right, Okay, well, ben? should we train him up for something there then? Like, chuck him down in engineering? No, we can't or... shoot. If we've got two guns, we need two gunners. Okay, so it is yeah, worth I, having... I think that was a good idea. Yeah, okay. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to think, yeah. We should skill him up in more than one spot so we can move him around if we need to. Yeah, and that's certainly something you could you could do. You know, maybe continue on. You know, he's in the workshop with you. Yeah. And yeah, that's my plan. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that that. Yeah. Do you that, have like no, a full nice. character sheet for him, Tom? And um, I mean, you know, how long's a piece of string? That's Mark? a yes, no. About as long as a character sheet. Not a thought, but no. who knows? <laughs> so no, Mario. That's uh, that 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 that's nice. I I like that. It's uh, I think that's to be expected he's taken an interest in you know the the workshop before and the mechanical things that you're doing in there and you know as as you're in there and you're kind of discussing these things a bit more maybe he's watching you work on bantam a little bit and you know following you around the ship and making repairs things like that you know are you letting him make some repairs and things like that as well under yeah guidance. absolutely that's the best way for people to learn hands-on stuff that's how i was taught so yeah. definitely and something you notice as well is you know as you're doing this isn't that you know he uh, more more than once he's he's casually or at least he thought it was casually brought up desna a few times oh interesting interesting you know since that first kind of discussion when he saw the pendant 
And you said she's the god of travelers, freedom, luck. You feel like maybe it, maybe it struck a chord with him. Ooh. I wonder he's following us around. Yeah, so I'm going to um, do, you know, the, uh, the sneaky thing where you find one of those little pamphlets that the, the Jehovah's have, like, put in your letterbox? I'm going to just <laughs> sort of, like, find yeah. one of those and just sneakily put it near the workspace and see if he's going to, you know, investigate the, the leaflet a little bit. Yeah. And, Indoctrinate him. You know, maybe on the, the third or fourth day, that sort of thing. His comes in workshop in the morning, you know, meet me at this time, you know, 7 a.m. sharp, be there. And he comes in and you know, brings you the, your, your morning coffee, oh, that sort of thing. Awesome. He's kind of l- trying to learn your routine, uh, you know, a very eager apprentice. And as he's sitting there, like kind of just looking around the workshop, you know, he notices it. So, hey. Is this about uh, Desna? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's what keeps me going out here in space. Chiggy's the guiding light. Keeps me on track. You should read this. She, like, pushes it slightly over in his direction. Yeah, he takes it and looks at the front. It's maybe a beautiful design on the front with the butterfly... the the galaxy behind it that sort of thing he kind of just quickly flicks through and as he's looking at it you know you can tell he's thinking about something and he just turns to you and says hey what I don't know if it's okay to ask or not you know religion wasn't huge where I'm from but is it okay to ask what why you why you follow Desna what 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 got you into this I think I think for me, it, it's looking out into space, seeing all of the stars and knowing that that there really really is something that drives us. It, it, there's something out there that that keeps us safe and and keeps us on track. And Desna, she's always there. She'll keep you safe. She'll she'll find you a lucky way. You just gotta you just gotta listen. Space is quiet, but if you just you stay quiet and you listen, you'll find it. You'll find your way. As you say that, you see like a pang of sadness in his face as, you know, it's pretty clear his thoughts are turning towards Anya. I'll be honest, you know, on, on like the infosphere and things like that, I, I did a little bit of research as well. And, you know, they, a lot of these things, they, they say that things happen for a reason. Do, do, do you think that's true? Absolutely. It, it's all part of the plan. You just got to believe in it. It was her time, not yours. Your luck is still to come. Maybe, maybe I'll have a read of this. Uh, I'll, I'll read it on my break. Don't, don't <laughs> worry, I'm, I'm not going to read it now. Well, um, you know, for, first order of business. Absolutely. It passes right. over a spanner. <laughs> yeah. Picks it up and, you know, he looks at it and identifies it out loud to you. Learn quickly. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, safely and carefully stows the the pamphlet away. So, the last couple days pass in the drift, and you guys are approaching the sun. Everybody's strapped in. You come out of the drift. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone violently vomits everywhere. (laughs) Shot shot the smallest amount. (laughs) 
<laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if anybody I'll, needs me, I'll, I'll be, be in my quarters. I'll be back. <laughs> oh. I'll be in the head. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of main. Uh, Burzen is from the sun, right? Um, no, Bur Burzen originally from the sun, but he was like he moved to Versite with his mum and his Kasath and stepdad. Okay, how old was he when he left? Oh, like maybe eight or nine. Okay, so he doesn't remember much. Anyway, so this is a delivery for the Coldaren uh, uh, Mining Corporation from Akiton to the Burning Archipelago. That we haven't looked at. Yeah, we, well, it's because we know that they're a bunch of sarcophagi. We don't have to look at it. <laughs> Got it. With minerals. Yeah, they're mummies. Yeah, we, we don't want to mess with that shit. Yeah, there's a lot of curses. <laughs> just, sorry, I just, I love that everyone just straight away jumped on the mummy thing. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> This is, I, feel, I feel like this yeah, is all, this is all coming back I? to your obsession that you're reading about, Dan. This is like, you're obsessed with mummies. I've <laughs> got a real got a real fixation on, on mummies. Well, whatever it may be inside those crates, you'll have to find out next time as we will leave our episode there for this week. Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com. 